How's it going? I'm Kim Kardashian. And myself and Kanye West and me massive arse listen to the Good Friday podcast. And so should you. It's Friday. It's good. It's the Good Friday podcast. Kill me. The person who ever wrote that theme tune finds out we're using it. We're, they're going to kick the shit out of us. They're going to be so sued. <laughs> we're gonna, they're going to kick uh, the living shit out of us. That's what's going to happen. Brezzy, the fellow who wrote it, used to play rugby, so that's what I'm fucking afraid of. But, um, fuck you anyway, we're all right. right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome, or whatever time you're listening to this, good evening and welcome to episode three of the Good Friday podcast. This will be number three, yeah. This will be number three. We're saying this because we're recording a couple of them in the space of a day because of... Oh, let's just call it events that are happening at the moment. <laughs> the massive epidemic that everyone yeah. knows about, but we'll call it events. Come here, what the fuck is that your foot? What do you mean? No, 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 that bottle, that green bottle, what's that? Oh, you're actually calling me out. I'm drinking yeah, I am. Lipton's green mint and iced tea. Just want to repeat that again for everybody who's listening to it who's not posh. Go on. Lipton green iced tea mint and lime flavour oh, I'm trying to stay hydrated yeah, yeah, yeah. during this crisis That's what I'm <laughs> Hydrated with green tea <laughs> When we're recording yes, three episodes bastard. I on. need to be hydrated And be ready to deal with your racism <laughs> that requires <laughs> hydration. That's exactly what I need. So yeah, so yeah, as as Darren says, we're going to record three episodes today. We're hopefully going to get them all out, and then we'll release them slowly, slowly. Because obviously, what's going on, everyone needs our, our voices in their ears during this. this I think crisis. we're yeah. I, I never thought I would say this sentence, but I think we are a calming presence in the midst of all this <laughs> I think we're far fuckery that. that's going on at the moment. <laughs> we're the only people not really talking about this in the sense that we're actually going to frighten the shit out of you. Yeah, that's so. True. Yeah, but talking about that, what are you gonna do in your quarantine times? Well, as as we're recording this, this is the last day that I will be in England for some time. Yeah, and uh, England's gonna be so much happier for it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you have no idea how much happier I'm gonna be. But, yeah, when my foot touches back on Irish soil, there'll just be a glowing light coming from me. Um, so yeah, I am. I'm going to go back to Ireland tonight. Um, you're going to drop me to the airport. I am indeed. Hopefully yeah. crashing the way. I in, mean, hopefully arrive in the, the boot, hopefully, <laughs> as we go. But no, that's what, you know, so that's, obviously we, you would have seen the Facebook and Instagram posts at this stage explaining the situation, but mm-hmm. that's what we're going to do. So we're going to record a couple of them and, and we want everybody to keep listening to the fucking things now. Come on. By the time we come back, by the time this is finished, I want those numbers to be up in the four digits. I do. I want at least a thousand views on every single one of these podcasts. That's we, what I we, want. We can make it happen. We, we can, yeah. I mean, self-isolation is going to have a lot to do with it. Yeah. But <laughs> People forced to yeah, listen to exactly, it. Exactly. With nothing else on the I telly. might just leave it on repeat, just constantly playing in restaurants and bars and Apple stores around the country. <laughs> You're so trying no to one... remain closed. <laughs> <laughs> so no one could do anything. But yeah, so... Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, th- thanks for that. So we just want to talk a little bit about episode two went out. Um, thanks to everybody who listened to it as well. It was fantastic. We got great feedback off of it. Jesus, I, I was just saying this to you actually before we started recording. The fucking jelly beans are the, are the star of the show at the moment, I'll tell you. <laughs> it's not going to be either of us, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Fairness. <laughs> Everybody's going mad for these jelly beans. Like They really are. I mean, like the fella, Conor Mangan, who won them in, in episode two, 
<laughs> he's going to get them when I go back to Ireland anyway. But the amount of people who are looking for them now, are it's gone through the roof. I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford to give out jelly beans all this, at, at this stage. Like, There's going to be a shortage on everything. Like, I'm going to have to stockpile them. But uh, no, thanks to everybody as well who's liking yeah. and sharing the podcast. Get on this Instagram thing. Do me a favour, get on this Instagram thing. Did I just kick the microphone and send the thing? All right, no worries. We let it that bit out. <laughs> get on this Instagram thing now, seriously, and, and like the page as well, because um, we don't want the page, but it's there. So we just need everybody to start following it. Yeah, we are crack. going to start posting more a bit about our challenges, a bit about the stuff that we get up to, and yeah, just the day-to-day. Yeah, yeah. Even like a photo of us in the studio right now, we will post that. Yeah, just That's to make so sure that we're alive and that we're not lying and this is yeah, done by video link. Don't have fever. <laughs> we're okay. Yeah, for the time being, yeah. <laughs> right. So we want to, will we quick straight into it? Oh, we will indeed. Right. So the first topic we want to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen, is something that's common ground I think for both of us the only common ground the only common ground I would say to be honest with you yeah Mm -hmm. this is xenophobia coming into it (laughs) so look listen you've heard us both say before that we're both of the acting background and performance loveys my dad calls them loveys 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 yeah what the fuck does that mean I don't know it makes them sound all flowery but actors and actresses are loveys apparently oh Jesus I know it's an English thing probably that's great thanks yeah but anyway your dad is Indian (laughs) yeah but you know you know (laughs) Okay, okay. So, uh, Jack, tell me about yourself. When did you get into acting first? Oh, uh, what, what age did you first start performing? I actually don't even... I, I always used to do it. I think this is like everyone. Everyone always used to do it in their old, 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 old school, like your primary school. Yeah. And I remember, what did we do? We did... Uh, what's that one? Treasure Island? Is that the one? Treasure Island? Treasure Island. Have you ever heard of Treasure Island? Is yeah, that, that the pirate thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did that, and no, I, 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 Jesus Christ, all my friends were trees, moment. and I was actually someone like I was a character, and I was pretty gassed because like that means I must be average at this. And then like we continued, did bugs so you like a pirate hunting for money? Yeah, my how things have changed. <laughs> Go on. And then we did like Bugsy Malone. I was Fat Sam because I was a oh, fat yeah, kid. Yeah. And then yeah, like well, I did like done Shakespeare, done all that fun stuff. And then I went to a drama school for two years. So yeah, did you actually, you never told me that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm quite well experienced you in went the to arts. Drama school yeah. for two years. Yeah, Jesus where Christ. the ratio of women to men was, I think, it was like twenty-two to one or something. Oh jeez, it know, was pe- nuts. It Pier- was genuinely nuts. Do you know that Pierce Brosnan genuinely turned around and said the only reason he went to acting college was that he, so he could touch girls. <laughs> Do you want a, a funny, uh, a weird story now? Go on. Pierce Brosnan's daughter is going out with my cousin. Fuck off. Yeah. Can we get <laughs> him on the podcast? It's a bit weird. Can we, yeah. can we get him on the really, podcast? That's my claim to fame, that is. I'm that's never going to go anywhere with the acting thing. There's your exclusive. Pierce Brosnan <laughs> will be our first ever guest. We're going to get sponsored by TMZ now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, can, anyway. They can fuck off. <laughs> just no, I'm not share that. Them, no. But anyway, yeah. TMZ. Yes. You can get a cream for that. But um, come here, right. What about yourself? I started acting when I was five. I started going to drama lessons and stuff when I was five. We did school plays and things like that and just got a massive buzz off it. And um, I look, family reasons and stuff like that mean I didn't do it for a while. But when I got back into it when I was about 12 mm. and um, I like really didn't know why I ever stopped because I got such... I, I, I've genuinely said this all the time. It's like actually having a parachute jump. The adrenaline buzz you get so off of a live performance. fucking cliche. No, but I'm not... It's not a cliche Jesus. thing. Jesus. What do you mean it's a cliche? Oh, no, I love the adrenaline now. Come on. I do, seriously. I and do. that's a terrible Irish accent as well, you racist <laughs> passenger. But, um, no, seriously. I, the, the, the adrenaline rush you get off of it is unbelievable. It's like nothing else in the fucking world. Seriously, that's the reason I keep it up. 
obviously as well that it's the only thing I'm good at and the only thing I can use to try and impress women but like have you never heard of what is that thing uh, erotic asphyxiation where you strangle yourself autoerotic asphyxiation yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's pretty adrenaline kicking do you, have you tried that <laughs> I'm just not going to comment anyway moving on um, so your girlfriend's <laughs> a lucky woman explain to me so you're, you're still cracking on doing this acting thing yeah this that's the reason dream. I moved over here yeah Okay, so you're... Why, why here? Why not, like... Would you not take the jump to go to, like, America or anything? No, because... Um, well, it's it's long been known that London is the theatre capital of the world. That's what it's known as. Yeah. And I kind of figured that, look, listen, if America is in the future, then it'll happen because I broke into London and broke into the UK scene first. Yeah, I see what you mean. That's the reason. And I, look, it is hard. Like, I've been saying it over here that the hardest thing to do is get your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Once your foot is in the door, you're laughing. And it's not what you know, it's who you know. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So that's why... That's, <laughs> We're all painting a really bleak picture of the industry, we are, aren't we? yeah. We really are. I'm never going to get an agent at this stage. <laughs> no, but it's, 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 it is a lot more... Like there's all these kind of fantasies and Hollywood kind of fairy tale shit, like, mm-hmm. you know, about the industry. That kind of shit doesn't happen. It doesn't. And I think a lot of people, a lot of young people getting into the industry have that kind of bright-eyed dreams of like, you know, Marilyn Monroe, you, you meet somebody in a cafe shop and all of a sudden you go on and you're you're a famous actor. Like, you know, yeah. that shit don't happen. Like, yeah, I guess don't. so, yeah. Like, a lot of it is you take shitty jobs for a long time until somebody recognises that, oh, Jez, yeah, he's not actually that crap and then you start getting bigger jobs. Yeah. That's uh, it, it is. is. There's, a, there's a lot of luck involved. I mean, I've had friends that have done uh, one of my friends now because obviously this whole pandemic mm. uh he was in a show with Maisie Williams the star from oh, she's Game of Thrones oh, she's yeah. some Bjorn I can't comment because I have a girlfriend and my girlfriend is some Bjorn is an Irish Bjor. word as well it's a cork word for a good looking woman Jesus it's not derogatory God. it's a very complimentary term I actually hang with a fuck peasant. off feminists I hang on. with a peasant <laughs> but anyway so she and him are in you this show you call me a peasant no there. I didn't I didn't mean to that was something an issue with the mic um so he was with her and now they're streaming it all live. But I mean, like, it, it just is crazy. Like, I mean, he, that was one of, I think, no, I can't say it was one of his first gigs. I, I haven't seen him in such a long time, but I think it was one of his first gigs. And to be in a show, headline, it was just the two of them. It's a two man show. It was mm. just him and her on stage the whole time. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, I do think he, I'm, I'm, he's very, very talented. Do not get me wrong. Very mm, talented. Mm. Um, but like, still, no, like, you I'm have to be, like, yeah, no, you have to, you do have to be in the right place, right time. It does have to all go yeah. your way. Yeah. I mean, that's what I, I'm not going to lie. I've given it up. I'm pretty happy I've given it up. Yeah. This is the other thing I want to ask you. Why did you give it up? Because you, you, my understanding of you is that you went to Portsmouth, down to university to do film and... Yeah, and so I, I basically, I did try doing going down the drama school route. So like for, mm. for the lovies that don't really understand, you can like kind of... Stop calling them lovies. I, I love the word, I really go do. On. I'm a lovey. Go on. Mm-hmm. Go on anyway, so, go on. <laughs> so basically what, what I'm trying to say is you can go down this drama school route, which is you... You apply for all these schools, like the big names, like RADA, Lambda. I mean, you've got Central, like, uh, Central School of Speech and Drama. There's massive schools, Rural Conservatoires, like all of them. There's, there's lots. Um, and I've had friends that have applied and like they've got in, but you don't just apply and get in. You apply, you go to one audition, then you go to the second audition, then you go to the third recall, and then they you put go, you through maybe, the ring yeah, and make it Exactly, the hoops, yeah. yeah. I mean, I went for, was it, oh, for God's sake, Bristol, Bristol School of Acting. I forget what it's called. It's just a school in Bristol. Bristol please. School of Acting. Nah. And they didn't teach you you shouldn't cover your mouth when you talk. Yeah, I know, that's bad, isn't it? <laughs> um, anyway, I went there, I applied, I ended up getting a audition, and then I got a second audition, I got a recall. Yeah. And that was, like, eye-opening. Like, just eye-opening. Like, you In terms of there, the industry as a whole. Yeah, and, like, you spend the whole day, and, like, just an eye-opener to, like, the whole audition process. Yeah. I spent the whole day there, I had to, get, I think I left Watford, like, 
seven, drove to mm. Bristol, got there from nine. And then we spent nine till about 8.30 in the evening just doing different exercises, different stuff. It was just crazy. Mm. And it was really crazy. And I thought... Did you have to move, can I ask you a question? Because I did four years of a drama degree in college. Oh, you're going to ask me something. I know yeah. what you're going to Did you ask. move around? Like, what, what, what do you think I'm going to ask you? No, 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 we go on. Do we That's move around say, like idiots? Move around, yeah, move around city. like fucking seaweeds. That's do you know what, what, do. Do you know what one thing we had to do? Our was, drama teacher, I swear to God, and he's the loveliest man I've ever met in my life. Seriously, Declan Drawn, how are you keeping by if you ever listen to this? But I swear to God, just the methods are mad like. He told us to move around in a purple bubble of cottage cheese one time. <laughs> Jesus. I swear. And I was like, my God, you get paid for this. This is brilliant. That's why I went into the teaching side of things for a bit and I came out of it. But um, no, like, all right, I'm going to move on to the other side of things, right? I mean, I know I got into this because I tried other stuff and wasn't really that good at it. Mm. And this was the one thing that I was good like at. Like working behind a bar? No, I'm brilliant at that. Okay. I, 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 I agree I've, to disagree. I've showed you some stuff when I'm over here. But, um, Darren, steady on. <laughs> No, we didn't do that behind the bar. But, um, <laughs> right, we moved on to, yeah, I mean, I didn't, sports and stuff like that was not something I was ever actually mad into, like, you know. Now, I've gotten mad into it, like, since I've been older and stuff. But this is the thing I, I find so weird, is that when I actually go on stage before I go on it, I listen to a load of these, like, sport motivational things to, like, psych me up. I'm like a boxer going into a fucking match before I go, into a, go on stage into a show now. Like this, I swear to God, before I go on to a show, I have the earphones in, like half an hour before I go on stage, earphones in, listening away to like, uh, you know, all these like Conor McGregor and, and do you know what the, the big one is? <laughs> the, I swear to God, do you know what the big one is? Is the Paddy O'Shea speech. Now, you don't know who Paddy O'Shea is, but he was a, a legendary um, Kerry footballer. Gaelic footballer, okay. you know, and he, he comes in and he, he gave this speech when he was managing Westmeath, which is another county. And he goes, he literally goes in and he's going like, we're going well, lads, but do me a favour, bring in the bit of tigerish fucking play now. We want to give these lads such a fucking roast and that we shove them back up their arse for 10 years. You know, that kind of shit. And it's all this kind of like riling you up to fuck like, you know. And I listen to that the whole time before I go on stage and I'm like, Jesus Christ, if I had to hit someone on stage, I could do it after that, like, you know. But it's just fucking mad. I want to ask you a couple of questions. What's the... What is one role that you, your favourite role you've ever done? Oh, mad. Fat Sam. Fat Sam. I played Fat Sam. Like, does life get much better than playing Fat Sam? I have <laughs> had like a couple of like. Anything <laughs> we wanted to be. Right? I've had a, a couple of like weird, um, like Four weird hosts. odd ro- No, no, weird roles. Like, yeah. I'd say some, one of the ones, ones that you don't really want. Like, like oh, that, I know that sounds really bad, but like. That's your favourite one, though. No, no, no. Oh, a Fat Sam one would be. Right. But like, the, the next question I was going to ask is that's the, your favourite one you've done. What's the one you wish you could have done? See, oh, could have done. Yeah. Oof, oof. That's, that's a pretty. Uh, that's a pretty interesting. Okay, we once did. Uh, what's it called? Uh, oh my God, Scrooge! Then the no, Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. That's the one. You wish you could have played Scrooge. Well, not could have played Scrooge because the guy that played Scrooge is the guy that I said was in the show we made. You're going to hate me. I played Scrooge. Oh, you're a dickhead. <laughs> I played Timothy Cratchit. Not Timothy. No. How fucking small. <laughs> One second, not Tim. Bob I played Cratchit. his dad, Bob Cratchit. Tiny Tim. <laughs> Could you imagine me fucking tiny playing Tim. Tiny Tim? I was going like, how fucking small How ironic would that be? Jesus. When did this? you have your growth spark? Like? <laughs> fucking hell. That's completely the wrong one. I played Bob Cratchit. And that was that was a bit that was a cool role to play. Yeah. But like as in I, I would have liked to have been, I guess, under like one of the nightmares, like one of the one of the ghosts. I, I just or completely forget like anything mm. to do with acting right now. I'm, I'm like scrambling for words about yeah. this show. I completely forgot about. It. What's but the, yeah, right, what's the weirdest role you've ever done? 
Ah, oh, so I, I once did this show, Woman I'm in I'm going to answer all these questions. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, yeah, please. So I did, I did this show, Woman in Mind by Alan Akeborn. Yeah, really good, like, English playwright. Okay. And I trust it, you. It was about, no, he's brilliant. But anyway, it was about um, this woman that goes a bit stir crazy and she has these dreams and, like, her husband's, like, in one world is really, really nice and the other world is not really nice. And the whole time she's being led through her thought process by a doctor. Now, I played the doctor. And so she's going fucking mental and you're a doctor telling yeah, her that she was mental. but like there's a scene in this show where like the doctor like and her kind of like get together, like get it on. Now, <laughs> hey, what when I realised that, basically they announce, the way my school used to work was they announced the car, they announced the, the crew. Hang on, this was done in a school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you did the good deed with the bad leg on stage in front of a school? No, not the whole kind of, no, not that whole kind of You works. give her an old, you're a, give her an old Pat like, Fox drop shot. Yeah, but what's but. worse is like, they, me and her were really good friends, yeah? yeah? But like, this was one of those awkward situations where she was my friend and I fancied her and then she was like just friend zoning the <sighs> shit out of me so it was really weird and I was like oh, okay, you're preaching this... to the choir uh, <laughs> <don't>... <laughs> so anyway as they announced the crew I was thinking oh this is cool at least we're together and we get a chance like as in like even just to hang out a bit yeah, more because yeah, I'm yeah. a fucking wet wipe yeah. and then as soon as like I learn what we're doing and as soon as I learn my part and I'm playing the doctor and I think I got to like page 60 in the fucking script and it's like and now doctor moves on to like I'd forget her name in the... let's just call her like Kalau anyway Moves on, on to you Clout. fancied her, but you forget her name now. No, as in the like character her character's name. name. Okay, yeah, Jesus. Right, right, right. I'm just going to call her like, Clout. You're some fucking romantic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what ends up happening was like we we had like a kiss, and I remember fucking like being so excited for fucking yeah. ages for this part, and then every single time we got to it, the teacher was like, "Oh no, we're not going to do it," and I was like. They cut the like, kiss. What? No, she didn't cut it. Oh, she wanted man. it to. No, no, no. She didn't cut it. She wanted it to be on stage for the first time that we do it. Ah, that's such bullshit. Yeah, but like, I, I can kind of understand. I've seen not fucking what... directors. Oh, the yeah, that's crap. Like, like, oh man, I tell you, I was let them fucking. I shift. was scared. I was very scared. Having said that, one of the, the one of the only stage kisses I've ever done on stage, I did it, and uh, we sit between myself and the girl that we did it with. Uh, we all, <laughs> we decided to leave it until the night, and I built it up so much in my head. I mean, like, oh Jesus Christ! What if this goes wrong? That's going to make the whole scene. That's look exactly what like I that. did. Yeah, exactly yeah. what I this did. Is it. And then when I actually did it, and it, there was no big deal around it. I just, I think because neither of us gave too much to it mm. for the main reason that her boyfriend was in the audience Ooh. watching it, Oof. which made the fucking situation. But I had to go up to him afterwards, and I had to like I said, "Well, Jez, how are you going?" And all this kind of thing. And we talked out. We were fine. And she was like, "Thanks for talking to him about it and stuff like that." But it did because he was there watching it. Like, they kind of make me think, like, "Oh fuck, this is gonna be fair off." Like, like that scene there was just yeah. a little kiss. I had yeah. another scene where we did um, little voice, yeah, and I played her agent, yeah. And it's it's about like this this young singer that's really really good. She's like um, she's really really young and she's really really good at everything. And her mum is like not her agent, like not any yeah. good at getting her jobs or anything. She's yeah. like going to be the next. Incredible singer. I don't even know what way, what like Mary Black. Are. I, I no idea who that is. Filipina <laughs> Begley. She's incredible. But anyway, so basically, the agent and the mum get it on, but like they don't just get it on. They like proper get it on. Like all like ravaged, like clothes are flying and everything. That's like what our director wanted us to do. Like kind of like start like really getting it on. Mm-hmm. But for us to rehearse it, he was like, "We will rehearse it. Don't worry, because it's a bit more choreographed. Because there's you know, right, so, right." The other kid on my cast, the other bloke on my cast, was really immature. He's like one of my best friends. His name was Elliot. We were, he, he was so immature. I know like, straight away. When what he we did, come God. to the kids, as soon as I'm going in for it, he's like, 
<laughs> I'm like, stop. He's like, <laughs> and I'm like, please. I'm like, trying to, I'm trying to concentrate. I'm trying to like, go, do you notice know that? I know myself I know myself from even doing school plays and from teaching school plays to children and stuff that the second anything like that comes up there's all the loads of kids going yeah but I'd be that immature I'm literally that immature as well but like because it was me in that situation I was so scared like who wants to fucking cock that up in front of everyone else anyway anyway, let's put this on you explain to me Um, my favourite role I've ever done I have a few but I would say at the moment it stands as Lenny from A Vice of Mice and Men by John Steinbeck oh fucking hell you're not going to play George are you Jesus no exactly (laughs) for those of you who don't know the story like Family Guy do a version of it which kind of like sums the whole thing up they do yeah um, (laughs) where Chris plays Lenny and Stewie is played by George (laughs) like it's basically the Lenny's this big tick bastard basically who goes around killing loads of things because he doesn't know his own strength and um, that's actually a really insensitive way of putting this <laughs> and, and Stewie looks after him and everything like that and um, he's trying to stop your one and like they, they go to his farm he's uh, the farmer's wife is um, she's a bit she's a bit forward and uh, she tries down with Lenny Lenny like says look listen I'm no interest in you and everything like that but um, he watch my god he he she says stroke my hair and um, I stro- you have to stroke her hair and uh, you know then obviously the scene goes on it's like oh you're doing it too hard and then you have to stop her from screaming because he doesn't know his own strength he puts his hand around her mouth and he actually breaks her neck and kills her so rather than and George decides Jesus I can't keep running with him and everything like that and he shoots him in the back of the head now I did <laughs> I did that before it sounds it's actually a lot more cracked than that makes it sound but it's actually, it was, it was a fair, interesting thing to do. It was, because it was nothing like I'd ever done before. I'd eat so many fucking cold baked beans during that show. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to fuck. I once had to eat cold spaghetti when I was doing a film. Oh, I mean, rotten. that was fucking oh, grim. Rotten. And I had to get it all around my yeah. mouth and pretend to be a horrible yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. But God, what, what, what is role, the work on? Well, the, the, the role I wish I could have done, yeah. or the role I wish I still can do, and it's only because I've seen it recently, is I wish that I could do something in Dear Evan Hansen. I haven't even seen it. That's actually fucking class, lad. It's class. Yeah, and the songs were fucking class. The song, if anybody knows it, like, yeah, look up Sincerely Me from Dear Evan Hansen. It's fucking unbelievable. It's fair funny as well. Like. Is that your challenge of the week? Yeah. To the audience. To, to the audience, yeah. <laughs> to learn the choreography to it. It's fair comedy. <laughs> Dan's going to come back yeah. and do a flash mob. The fucking weirdest role I've ever done. Yeah, exactly. The, f- the weirdest role I've ever done. Now, this is... Now, I did this, right in my last year in college for the crack because we had to do a scene show where you pick scenes from different players and things like that yeah. that you have to do now I did a load of them and they were brilliant like I did like loads of them like I did um, Four Yorkshiremen from Monty Python for the crack mm. you know the one that's like oh we used to dream of living in a corridor that one like you know that kind of shit I was trying to outdo each other you know that Michael you know that one don't you yeah, it's, he's like, not in a way. Like, no, and that was fucking great crack and everything. But I decided that wasn't weird enough. And I decided to do Shrek from Shrek the Musical. <laughs> oh, lad, I put, I fucking destroyed myself in green paint. I bought a white T-shirt. We left it sitting in tea overnight. So it would look brown at the, with the oak on and everything like that. My friend Sean put on a grey onesie to look like donkey. It was... 
And I made a fucking balls of it. I made a balls of it. I did Who I'd Be from Shrek the Musical to sang it. And I made an absolute fucking cock and balls out of it. But I don't regret it. I don't. Because I'll still be known in that college the whole way down. It's like, Jesus, do you remember that time Jenko did the fucking... Put <laughs> all the green paint and look like Shrek. And it's, I must actually put up... I still have the photo. I must actually oh, put please. it up. Oh, please. Yeah, that's, like that's got to go up on, on the Facebook page. But that's my weirdest one anyway. Look, listen, everybody's done a school play and stuff like that at some stage 100%. and has been involved in something so we want your stories we yeah. want your weird stories and everything like that do send them into the podcast do send them in either on the Facebook page do send them in or DM us on Instagram oh DMs I tell you kinky now but, um, or send it in to our email address and I'm genuinely saying Google pick this it was the Good Friday podcast 69 at gmail.com I did not pick that fucking email address they picked it. you taste the bar I got you is it nice yeah Lovely, good stuff. That's the first time Michael's ever been heard in a podcast. (laughs) He's going to get his own Twitter page after that. All right, do send him in. Right, we're going to move on to our next topic. And the next topic is Agony Ants. Right, so this is where we unsuccessfully tried to solve the world's problems. Mm, the stories you've sent in, exactly yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Shall I start with mine? You can. Go um, on. I actually cannot name who it's from because they thought they were just... They're not sending it in because they need it. No, but they just want it in for the crack. So I had, hey, GFP. Nice, I like that. Good Friday podcast. Somebody's starting to... That, yeah, somebody else did that last week. GFP. Is that um, the abbreviation we're going from now? I'd, I'll take it. I don't care. I'll take it. Go on. But they said, love the episode last week. I think they're talking about episode one because episode two... They didn't listen to yet. But anyway, okay. let's move yeah. on. Love the episode. A lot of people week. haven't listened to episode two yet at this so stage. We're listen. Reco- yeah, listen. We'll to find it. you. At the stage we're recording this, listen. go on. But love the episode last week and had a quick question on the relationship line. Tons of my mates have partners and are in relationships. Where did or do you find someone and what's your advice? That's pretty fucking loaded, to be fair. That is like a very broad question. And that's what I mean. No, I mean, we could either spend all day talking about this. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It, 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 the list is, I mean, grinder for you. I know that's a fact. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Do you know what? I'm so terrified of women and so shit with women that I really wish I was gay. I used to think about this all the time. I really wish I was gay. I, I, I like swear to fully, God, like, I, I think life would be ten times easier if I was gay. Oh, it would be so much yeah. easier. My but I can't days. do it for some reason. Like, fair play to anybody who can. Like, what, I mean, a, I just don't have the balls to do it. What, having a girlfriend or being gay? Both. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't figured out either of them yet, <laughs> okay. so go on. But, like, yeah, where, I mean, I fucking, it's a bit of a. Uh, my Where would you find them? Look, I mean, internet dating's going everywhere now, sure, isn't it? Yeah, and she I've got tons of friends on that. Like, the, the, the everyone's comes out every single time. Hinge is yeah. the new one out, I think. I don't know, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not down with the kids. I don't know what the, this is, cookies or what is it, like when you turn on your, your phone and stuff like that, but every time I go into the Play Store and Google, like, or, or like Google Play and things like that, there's about fucking seven dating apps that come up and go suggested for you and I'm like the fuck I didn't even research any of them like it sees that your internet history is all porn hub it thinks you're lonely yeah probably <laughs> then surely a fucking sperm bank could check them up <laughs> She did it once as well. I did for me that, as well. That's a story. And I prob- I had the conversation. I, I, I was like, hey, Jess, like, quit I the job. I had the conversation with my girlfriend as well. And I was like, please, can I just do it? I was like, Michael, I'm not laugh. joking. Michael, you listen. <laughs> I'm not joking, you're right. It actually came up my Facebook feed before. It said, like, London Sperm Bank, 35 pounds <laughs> deposit. Yeah. It's actually watching my internet history and stuff. I, I mean, it's not that stage anymore, but it was a point a couple of months ago when I moved over here first. And uh, it's going to be a stage again now yeah, we were going exactly. quarantine. Jesus, yeah, what are you? 
you going to do? It's going to be up on everybody's Facebook page, I'd say, <laughs> by the end of self-isolation. But um, look, for this fella, I, I honest to God think that you don't... I think you have to get out there and meet people. You broaden your horizons. You really do. I don't think you can fully sell yourself on how nice of a person or whatever or how marketable as a fucking boyfriend or girlfriend material you can be mm. over a, a web page. Like, you have to get out there. You have to meet people. Yeah, but it's easier to catfish when you're on. Like, Wait, is that your objective? I was literally just. I'm literally is that how just you got your girlfriend? Uh, do you know? I'm checking right now. My uh, yeah, I just went your on my Tinder WhatsApp. Profile. No, I just went on my WhatsApp <laughs> yeah. because I'm a, I'm a genuine catfish. Like my, my WhatsApp picture is from about five years ago when I was, I was skinny. Yeah, I think it's even close to six years ago. It's with my mate Dave when we went to a gig in Leeds, and I haven't been Leeds for about four years. <laughs> I, mean, I was definitely looking, older when you, than when that. First time your Facebook or, or WhatsApp message, I looked at, it and I was like, "Jeez, he looks fair good looking," and I must be filtered the shit out of. Oh yeah. Do you know what? I'm genuinely, I'm pretty sure that I am a catfish. I'm, I, I, I'm glad that half the well, We should help he? this fella as well. I'm sorry. <laughs> We've just been talking about other shit first. How do we help this fella? Um, lad, straight away, just go out there, put on good clothes, go out there and meet people. Should we not be giving him current advice? Self-isolate, don't go outside. Oh yeah. Ah, look, listen, this will be listened to well after all this shit blows over. Um... <laughs> No, look, I would say get get dressed, go out and meet people and stuff like that. Don't go looking through their windows and stuff like that, but like... No, but if you get to that There's, stage, there's an old Irish proverb from Hardy Books, which you, you will know when I you watch will. it. Um, it's like, if you, if you want to know if a woman's any good for you, you look at it, you, you might have a bag of chips in front of her and say, do you want another chip there? And she, if she put, takes one, then you know she's a keeper. But if she sticks in the fist, then get rid of her to fuck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she takes more than one, you know she's no good to you. But um, no, look, listen, I, I, that's what I would think. I think feck the, the apps and stuff like that. And like, as I said, if you're Irish, get to coppers, get to coppers. Everybody gets to shift in <laughs> okay. coppers. I'll leave I've you with your advice. I have seen the ugliest men in the world get to shift in coppers. Seriously. <laughs> okay. And like, my, myself included in that sentence. I'll take but, your uh, word for it. Crumbs. Well then, yeah, so then, okay, I guess, as we always say, send in your stories, then hopefully next week we will answer yeah, one of yours. Do. And actually, I'm going to go on to my Agony Man one, just to be sure. Um, and it actually links into what we just talked about. A girl was actually asking me what the story is about women asking men out on dates and stuff like that and women being like the person who takes the first step and being more forward in relationships do are we gone past the point now then this isn't a feminism topic or anything but like are we gone past the point now where like I think that still does have a bit of stigmatism on it but I don't think that it should because I wouldn't give a shit if a woman came over and asked me out and stuff like that actually I encourage it because I'm terrified of them <laughs> go on what, what would your opinion be like you have a girlfriend now who made the first move in your mind <clears throat> That's an interesting one. Uh, me, like ages okay. ago, I was like, "Oh hey, oh you sure?" I was like, "Hey, yeah." But this is how it went down. Like, it was like, "Oh hey, um, uh, do you want to go out?" It wasn't like as cliche as that. I'm getting all nervous. I'm getting all a little red and warm. I'm getting all so warm. I'm gonna get sweaty palms. Cool, but no, it was. Like, it was like, yeah, I asked her out ages ago, like back in December of 2018, I'd say. And then like, and then she said. Yeah, that's a great idea. Then I asked her, like, when are we actually going out? Like, a couple of weeks later. Because, mm. like, it took ages. We were quite busy. I like, didn't have a lot of time. I get and it. then she was like, oh, no, I'm a bit too busy to be going out with boys now. And see mm. you later. And then she didn't talk to me for ages. And then I kind of was like, right, got to set my sights on some, you know, got to, we've got to move on. That, that hurts. And then didn't really move on. Stayed talking for ages. And, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. and then, like, I would say, like, literally, I, I shit you not, five months later, it took five months of mm. hard graft to then 
Then actually, yeah, she made the first. She didn't make the first move, but she came back and was but like, when hey. you came back again, she was the first person who initiated the kind of. Yeah, well, she yeah. was like, hey, do you want to go out and like go out sometime? And I was mm. actually like, I was like, oh, yes, I do. But I'm scared that you asked. I, I, as soon as I literally, I actually have like issues. Like my friends will back me up on this. As soon as there's a woman in power, I was, I'm scared, like fully well, scared. Well, why do you think that is? I don't know. I literally don't know. I don't, Do you I, think I that it's just because of the way you were brought up? Or maybe it's society, I don't know. No, not even that. Like, I'm not even like, oh my God, I'm, I, I'm just like, oh my God, they're, they are. Do you think it's because you're doing. Yeah, because do, do you think that it's because your men, they're like, lads might give you a slagging if they think that, oh Lord, the woman wears the trousers there. Oh, 100%. You think that is? But I, I yeah, I think care. that's a lot of it as well. I think if I lads cop the less. fuck on and just like say, like, look, listen, she asked you out, so what? Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But then I know my dad's like a little bitch in the relationship as well. So it's like, you know. Well, yeah, but one, yeah, that's the thing. Once you get into it, once you get into the nitty gritty of a relationship, the woman does wear the trousers. Yeah. Michael, you have a girlfriend. Does the woman wear the trousers? He, mm. Yeah, she does. He's nodding away, and, and he's, he's a, accepted that. He's holding well. up a sign saying, "I'm scared. scared. She might be listening." <laughs> <laughs> Help me. If your girlfriend ever does listen to this, you're <laughs> fucked. You know that. <laughs> but yeah, what about yourself? What do you say? I don't have a girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, actually, um, yeah, that's a no, no. I would. Awkward, I'd have awkward. absolutely. Yeah, I've absolutely no problem with a woman being more forward. I really don't. I just. I think that look. Who the fuck cares? Like, if you if you find a woman who's willing, if I ever find a woman who's willing to put up with this, mm. with this, and I'm pointing to myself, mm-hmm. then I don't give a shit about anything else. <laughs> That's fine. Off you go, Mrs. Like in my last, like in my honest guy, like I've been in relationships before, and in my last relationship, she was completely and utterly the person who made the first move, the person who wore the trousers and everything like that. Now. When the breakup happened, it was mutual. I swear, it was mutual. <laughs> no, but like, I'd absolutely no problem with it. I really didn't. I really don't. And I don't think there should be a fucking problem with it. I really no, don't. No, I think we're going past that now. Like, fuck it. Who cares? You know. I'll ask you one thing onto that as well. If a woman, repo- if a woman proposes, what's your opinion on that? Uh, only on the 29th of Feb. On leap day. On leap day. Yeah, it's an Irish tradition that on yeah. the 29th of February that yeah, I think a woman really that's like, to a man. Like, that's tradition. But like, still, like, yeah. I, I wouldn't turn, I'm not going to turn around and be like, oh, no, you don't. And then like, one upper. Like, I'm not going to be like, yeah. I, I genuinely, I don't think it matters. Again, this always comes back to like, you know, oh, the men slagging other men saying, oh, the woman wears the trousers there kind of thing. But I think, look, if you propose, the woman automatically takes control and does everything when it comes to a wedding anyway. So like, she might as well decide... Hmm, that's a rather you know, interesting statement. That's what I would say, anyway. Look, that's our Agony Ant stories for this week, anyway. Obviously, get your opinions in on those ones and get your Agony Ant stories into us as well. We're going to move on to our next topic there now. Sure, what you know about it. Sure, what do you know about it? Well, I was close enough. <laughs> My, mine isn't actually I'm like... going to teach you to fucking speak properly before the end of these fucking podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> mine isn't too much about something I'm going to teach you, but I'm just it's, it's more of like a comment like okay. about English. Because like, I think it's so fucking relevant exactly now. Okay. But like, English people, yeah, yeah, whenever we go abroad, we're so... And I think Michael can back me up with this, but we're quite infamous for queuing. Like, whenever you go to another country, I don't know what the fuck it is, but they just don't queue. And like, when you know. British people. British people love fucking queuing. In Ireland, we don't call that a queue of British people. We call that a tan line. Irish people call British people tans. That's yeah. what it is, and it's not a racist thing. So if you hear an Irish person saying like black, calling somebody black and tan, it's nothing to do with skin colour or anything like that. It's because when the English came over and we they, they pillaged our country and they made an absolute yeah, show of the place, as soon as they started doing that, they sent over a group of people called the black and tans. Jesus. 
and, and I sent over a, a group of soldiers and their army uniforms were black and tan so that's why we call them the black and tans and that's why we still call English people tans that's why we do it sorry just to address the racism part of it. go on we don't call it that's, that's why we don't call it a Q a British people we call it a tan line go on there are three Michael's nothing as if that's a fucking fact there are three <laughs> little dots next to the bottom of this podcast if you right click and click report then we will not be on air anymore yeah and make sure you leave your address as well because I might <laughs> want to actually discuss it with you Go you on. and who did you post a picture of you and Jerry, uh, Jerry what's his name me and Jerry Adams yeah, I actually uh, put underneath just... it I said now that we've got your attention yeah well, Darren two. and Jerry Adams you might fucking have a knock on your door at this point. sorry anyway uh, queuing anyway yeah on. well I'm talking about English people and the fact that I'm pretty not mad but I think it's quite relevant at the moment but this is like English people are without a doubt and I don't know what it's like in Ireland and I don't know if you have do you have Twitter? Yeah. Do you see like I don't, of, but Irish people do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck him. I didn't knew that. Point. Jesus. <laughs> but on. like, uh, tw- I have Twitter, and Twitter is like where you see the bulk of all the fucking shitty news. And yeah. the bulk of the shitty news I'm seeing at the moment is literally so many people fighting in supermarkets, so many people like arguing over toilet roll, shouting at shop assistants, shouting at NHS workers, mate. My whole rant today is about selfish English people. Like, I'm fully fucking. Oh, I could give you fucking four hours. I'm not asking you to talk about us being selfish. I want to talk about ourselves being selfish because I think it's just counties for long enough. You should give them that. Do do you know what? Is there any chance we can just end you? Is there any chance? But yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna gonna leave it there. I think people really have to fucking get. Ah, yeah. Seriously, I agree with you in in the current times, and I will say it to Irish people as well. You need to cop on and stop being so. Is the same crack in Ireland? No, things have kind of calmed down at this stage now but in the first week there was a little bit of that like a little bit of it like but I mean particularly in London like people are ignorant Mm. they really are and they don't think about others and they should no 100% especially like I saw a woman on the news there during the week where she was an NHS worker she was a carer like and she was off straight 48 hours straight working and went into the supermarket she said nothing in the shelves and she was nearly in tears and she was talking and I fucking feel for her because and she said it if you get sick we're the people looking after you so leave some fucking food for us Mm. and that's right cop the fuck on and stop stockpiling you bastards right (laughs) no I'm serious I'm serious right um, my Sherlock what would you know about it is hopefully lighter hearted it is yeah God. it's something in Ireland and maybe you might know this I'm going back to Kerry again uh, it's the Rose of Tralee oh isn't that the thing about the uh, the most beautiful woman crack the annual lovely girls Yay. competition yeah <laughs> who's the loveliest girl so it is it's like they don't they don't want you to call it a beauty pageant but it is a beauty pageant mm. it happens every year in Tralee in Kerry mm-hmm. it's worth I think it's somebody said to me it's worth something like 10 million to the local economy in Kerry, in Kerry around the time that it actually happens That's but it's this massive thing and there's people from all over the world taking part in it like there's like New Zealand roses mm-hmm. there's American roses Canadian mm-hmm. Boston like there's an Abu Dhabi Rose and everything as well in fucking Kerry, like you know, no, it's, it's 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 no, but I just mean that it has that kind of reach, like it's not racism. All right, step on the eggshells, step on the eggshells. But like it, it is, it's a mad thing, and it's presented by this fella uh, who is actually um, a very. I don't know if you call him a national treasure, but he is he's some crack. He's called Dahi O'Shea is his name. Okay. And uh, that's the fellow who presents it. And I remember listening to him give a, uh, an interview before, and he said when he started. It was like a fox in charge of the hen house kind of a thing, like, you know, and then people, he was loving the idea of it. Now he says he's like the fucking uncle at a wedding. Because <laughs> 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 he's gotten that bit older, like. But it is, it's a mad, like, 
everybody comes on they have a it's done in the same way they should have normal beauty pageants and stuff like that like you know they come on they talk about themselves they talk about um, things that's happened in their lives and mm. stuff some of them might have a, a talent and, and stuff like that yeah like it, it's the most boring two or three hours of television but it's nice to watch no it's not I'm just saying that we have it over in Ireland and it's such a big thing in Ireland like people are the whole time saying ah Jez is bullshit and everything like that the second you know somebody in it ah Jez yeah go on I hope you win it I hope you win it like you know <laughs> it's just there like and it's, it's fucking it, I just think it's absolute do you know what I, I want to go to it because I know there's a lot of good looking women but and I want to be an like men can do it as well they can be escorts I know I actually know um, a fella who is an escort at it at the Rosa Tralee by escort, I don't mean anything like soliciting prostitution or anything. I mean that it's genuinely some the men who escort the women, like around Kerry and show them Kerry and stuff like that. Like, it's not a bad job. It's grand. In fairness, not it's a fine. bad job at all. Now, it's you don't really get too much out of it because most of the roses have boyfriends anyway, and <laughs> the escort's a different thing. But no, it is. It's a mad thing, and like um, I actually know people who've gone for it before, and I hope that look. I hope they might get in a bit of correspondence and stuff like that about it and uh, just tell us a bit more stories on it as well. It's a bit yeah. of crack though, like, you know. It'll be interesting fine. to hear. Right. So we're going to move on anyway now to our next topic. Which is, it's a mystery challenge, isn't it? Yes. The mystery challenge. It is indeed. So when we're recording, we should explain, when we record this at the moment, we haven't got a chance to do the mystery challenges from episode two because of everything going on at the moment and there's a lot of busyness for both of us trying mm. to organise stuff but we will we'll have plenty of time while quarantine is going on and everything like that to do these mystery challenges right? yeah. and we'll post the uh, the results of these up on our Instagram exactly yeah you'll have to video yourself because I'll be in Ireland <coughs> yeah I know, I know. <laughs> um, so right the mystery challenge I'm going to set you for this episode mm. is and you already know this the five shot challenge yeah yours is fucking lethal mine's, <laughs> mine's nice and relaxed but whatever because no you've gotten away with it nicely now in the last two weeks you made me drink a black velvet. Don't ever fucking forget that. That's so great. Don't ever forget that. <laughs> it's fine. I'll, I'll, I will do the five shot challenge. The five shot challenge. So for anybody who don't knows, doesn't know this, there's five shots in front of you and you have to do them one after another. Mm, and they are. Irish car bomb. Yeah. Skittle bomb. Yeah. Pure septic. Yeah. Which is whiskey and vodka in one glass. <laughs> Bastard in a glass. Which is Malibu peach schnapps. And tequila. And the last one is... You've forgotten. No, I haven't. What is it? I was going to say it's a <laughs> cup of salt or something. No, I'll do the last one. I'll say, I'll, I'll say Baby Guinness for you, just to do a nice one. You completely forgot what it's meant to be, I've, I've forgotten you? that last one, yeah. But it's, I'll say Baby Guinness just to do it nicely. For yeah, Baby Guinness is okay? lovely. Okay, so that was your five shots. That's fine. I, I will, yeah, one after the other. The no, no break. No yeah, sup and water. No good. nothing. It's one good, after the one. other. I got this, I got this. And you'll pass the challenge if you don't get sick within the space of a half an hour after you drink. Not really where I want to be, but hey, we'll see. Mine's actually nice and relaxed this week. I'm going to ask Michael if he's had one as well. Have you ever had a fish finger and bacon sandwich? Oh, but you've had fish finger sandwiches. 
Yeah, uh, fish fingers are like fucking staple to the British diet. Like I swear, we know what fish fingers like. are. Yeah, of course you know what <laughs> fish fingers are, but you probably have them with spuds or whatever the fuck you eat. In yeah, Ireland and soil or whatever it is. We don't but eat dirt in Ireland. Dog you food. fucking racist. Anyway, bastard. just moving on. Um, <laughs> moving on. Um, my friend introduced me to a fish finger and bacon sandwich. Fish finger and bacon. And like when you think about that, those two. That's a rasher for anybody who's Catholic. Oh yeah, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> you just think of it. I, I would never think the two of them go together. But yeah, so no, I am. But then here we go. This is yeah. where we're at now. This is what I want you to have by next week. Is a fit or oh, by next week? I mean, well, by the time quarantine's over. <laughs> but I want you to have a fish finger and bacon sandwich. And tell me what you think. Okay, mine's actually nice and relaxed now. Yeah. You're the one that's just being a dickhead about things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh yeah. I've we have to give out the jelly beans just at the end of the. I will. I'll do those. I just want to give out the jelly beans at the end of the podcast, and I want to give the jelly beans to somebody because there wasn't that many messages because we recorded early. Yeah. I'm going to give the jelly beans to uh, somebody who did share the podcast, and I'm going to give it to Hannah Bergen. Hannah Bergen won them. Because uh, she mentioned the podcast, she shared it, I think, and she watched me call it. She was one of the first people, I think, to like the, the Instagram page as well. So I'm going to give them to her this week. So congratulations, Hannah. In this relationship, do you wear the trousers between me and you? Because at the moment, you're the one that's giving out the fucking jelly beans, and I haven't had a fucking say. Oh, I absolutely wear the trousers. Yeah, well, there we go. So we know, you, <laughs> we know give, what's going to happen. I've given you that chair to give you a false <laughs> sense of security. That's it. Right. Whatever. <laughs> right. So we're going to end the podcast there, all right? Listen, hold on to your hats and. Whatever, and you're be careful, be safe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I'm don't use all that tight roll as well because you never know, it might absolutely destroy your backside. <laughs> this thing, I don't know what the symptoms of it are, but hopefully, look after yourself. Look. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening to us. I'm going to go and I'm going to see what Tyler Hall is here before I can raid the place. And All right. you've been Darren Jenkins. I've been Darren Jenkins. And I've been Jack Joho. This has been the Good Friday Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>